I need love, I'm depressed, I'm a fool, I'm a mess But my first priority is never second best Driving down Hello, and welcome to episode 34 of Freak in the Mom Jeans. Um, I'm very excited to announce that I have another guest this week, which I just love that it's been a string of female guests, although Caleb was on last week too, but I am getting to talk to some of the people that I've just been wanting to talk to. So this week I have Sarah Ritter. Oh, I forgot to ask if you want to use your name on this or not. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, amazing. I love that. Um, so Sarah, if you want to like introduce yourself, maybe just like give us a little, little something, something about you. I don't know. <laughs> a little blurb. Uh, hello, my name is Sarah Ritter. I am an actor from Kentucky. I met Megan when we were in college together at Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. And we met in the most Belmont way, which was poetry class. My second semester of senior year, might I add, where I had no interest <laughs> in making any new friends. And I remember you being like, so freaking nice that I was like, I can't not be friends with this girl. <laughs> I do this thing uh, where I like make people be my friend and then I don't let them go ever. Like I, I was just talking to I don't I don't remember who it was, but somebody who like I finally got them on the phone. Oh, that yeah, was my friend from Nashville. And I she's a, also a bad communicator. Like we were just talking about this how people have ranging abilities to like We should talk about that. We really should. And so this girl love her to death, but she cannot return a phone call, a text, like she just you might reach, you might hear from her like once a year or maybe, maybe less than that. Do you know this person? No, you don't. I don't I feel like maybe. this sounds like so many people I know. I, that's the thing. I, it could be anyone. And I finally got her on the phone and she, uh, she was like, I'm so sorry. You know, and they're always like, they, they never mean to, unless they're just bad people or they don't really want to be your friend. So maybe it's a hint. I don't know. But I was like, I was like, yeah, you literally can't get rid of me. Like, I'm not gonna stop bothering you until you return my phone call. Like, if if you're important to me and if I like yeah. want to be in your life, you know. I'm anyway. so glad you did. I know. Yeah. I'm glad too. It it all seems to work out in in mysterious ways and good ways. So, oh, yeah. no, I uh, I feel though. I've been wanting to address that for a while with the communication thing. I'm mm -hmm. so over people saying that they're bad texters. You know what? No yeah. one is a bad texter in 2020. I yeah. just got to say that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get not wanting to be on your phone 24-7. We all don't want to. Yeah. Okay? But we're all slaves to this nightmare. Yeah. You, yeah. If I got to be in this boat, you got to too. And, mm -hmm. like, don't text me back three weeks later and be like, sorry. <laughs> to, to and it's a walk. And the thing is, is like when they need something from you, it's like yeah. all of a sudden it's very urgent and you're going to hear about it. You and know? why do I feel this like incessant need to text people back immediately mm -hmm. and like no one, someone else, I like swear to you, it'll be like months go by and I'll be mm -hmm. like, are you okay? And they'll be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? like, don't be sorry. Just like text me back. Like, yeah. Or I just don't. Be transparent. I feel like that's the most important thing like with any relationship any like friendship whatever just be like hey this is a really busy time you know and i am going to be texting you back slower like at least just give a i'm alive and everything's okay like i don't know i'm just a big fan of set the bar low in general <laughs> if you know something to be true about yourself mm -hmm. 
make it a disclaimer. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what I do. I'm like, hey guys, like, I just want to let you guys know right off from the start, right off the bat. Yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. So like, just whatever, you know, like, <laughs> it's going to take me a minute. I'm going to screw up sometimes, yeah. but I'm doing it with like the most honest, pure intentions possible. And mm-hmm. you just got to know that for right now. Like, yeah. And then people are like, oh, yeah, like the next time there's a conflict, they're like, oh, Sarah did say she's a fucking idiot. She did point that out. (laughs) She did tell us. Dude, I literally, okay, I went to this Oprah event, Oprah conference. You love Oprah. Yeah, love her. It was a full day workshop, and I, I, like, listened to her podcast a lot, and I actually talked about it on my podcast. One of the things was, like, when people tell you who they are, believe them, and I, like, that was something I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. When people say, like, especially guys or oh, whatever, relationship-wise, and they're like, you know, I'm just, like, really bad at, like, sharing my feelings. Or, like, I'm sometimes I'm really selfish, you know? Or, like, and then you try to, like, be like, oh, you're not. You're not. You're, you, you're <laughs> an angel, and sometimes you make mistakes. No, they're telling you what they are. Like, you should just, like, it's, believe them. You're literally like, oh, wow, it's so self-aware that they know that about themselves to be true okay but if okay go the step further if you know that to be true like why are you comfortable being a douche yeah just <laughs> like, maybe you'd be like okay how do i like wow. cut down on my douchebag i tendencies. do know this to be true about myself <laughs> yes yeah there's nothing i can do about being an idiot i try and fix it okay uh-huh. but i'm gonna let people know yeah i make mistakes it's a it's good to remind everybody that we all make mistakes yeah i know oh god Especially with, you know, living in Los Angeles where we put people on pedestals constantly. Yeah. It is so important to remember we're all people. All of our shit stinks. And, like, it's just going to happen. But, like, when it comes to, like, that's just toxic where you're like, yeah, I'm an asshole, but, like, who's going to change it? Not me. Like, that doesn't go anywhere. You're a piece of shit. Like, yeah, Yeah. It's not sexy knowing that about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, that is a lesson that I learned in the past year. That was something I was like, oh, I need to need to pay attention when people tell me, you know, shit about themselves. And I'm like, my immediate reaction is let me fix it or let me hmm. tell you it's not where it should be like, let me listen to what you're saying right now and let me figure out if I want that in my life or yeah. if I want someone who's like that. Oh, and like, not even people will tell you in signs too, mm. you know, like. Yes. The, I'm not saying I'm the, like, the moment there's trouble, I head for the hills, because that's right. not me. I, I love people, and yeah. I, I want things to work out, but, mm-hmm. you know, the moment that somebody starts jeopardizing your personal peace, and, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, just, your life is lower quality because of yeah. them? Yeah. Maybe time to just say, all right, we don't mesh yeah. well at this point in our lives. Their Life is so short. Spend it with people that yeah. lift you up, and... Don't exactly. make you feel like shit. It. Yeah. <laughs> it seems such a basic thing, but also it, sometimes you just have to hear it and remind yourself of that. And it's funny. That actually just made me think of you. <laughs> you follow my Finsta. Mm. Uh, because I remember when we were in this class, I, like I was, I don't even remember where I was in relationship world. Like when we originally met, I think me and my first boyfriend were on and off again and so Mm -hmm. I was like also had a bit of a hoe phase that I was going through and I think we may have talked about that may have not but we've all had the hoe phase yeah we all have we all have the hoe phase and it's lovely and amazing and then we move on um I do intermittent hoe phase yeah you have to you can't stay in the hoe it's better for you like yeah it's healthy yeah you definitely should intermittent A, gar- a gardening trick, but also... Dr. Oz said that, I swear to God. Um, <laughs> no, no yeah, I I don't remember. Yeah, I remember you were going through a breakup, too. I was in that 
Yeah, I've been in that anti-boy phase for probably like six, not six years, no. Uh, Like, (laughs) I'm such an exaggerator. Uh, It's okay, me too. Three years, I feel as though being in your early 20s is just the time. Like, we all, of course, dating is exciting and like... I remember just wanting to date for like the longest time. Like when I was like in sixth grade, I was like, God, when are boys going to like us? Yeah, like, like I want to go out. <laughs> I want to do something fun. I want to hold a hand. Yeah, I was like, oh. I'm like, I remember like having a crush on a boy in my grade in sixth grade and like having my best friend, Neil, like tell that boy. Oh my God. And, he, and I was like, what did he say? And he's like, he doesn't like girls yet. And I was like, what does he mean? Like, just I'm like girls yet. I was like, what is he thinking about? Like, he's just sitting there living his life. Not thinking about girls? Excuse me, I know what, yeah. And then, you know, and then we flip the switch and now it's too much of that. And I just, Mm. I feel like I, you know, you're so excited about dating and dating and dating and it's so serious and like, you think you have to find the love of your life and like, yeah, nobody, like, I mean, that's not guaranteed for everybody in general. I don't know why we have this. That's like the end all be all, like end goal when yeah it's not guaranteed and also it might not be the thing that makes you the happiest like yeah my great aunt helen lived to 99 or something ridiculous yeah and she never once married she lived a full life she traveled a ton she was a teacher and like she wrote all these crazy like memoirs about her life oh my god i need to read oh she's crazy and she would like you know she she did random shit like sleep in the bathtub i don't know we don't know that was just like a thing she did but she, the point is, like, I remember being at her funeral a couple of summers ago, and she wrote her last thing that she ever wrote, and she would write all the time. She yeah. wrote us letters, like, and this is my great aunt, Helen, who's yeah. not really, you know, she's not my, like, godmother. Or she's, you yeah, know, it's like, just, a, just a great yeah. aunt. She would write, and like, my family's huge. We have, like, 20 grandkids. She writes every single one of us. Wow. Like, randomly. I'd get a postcard from great aunt Helen on, like, a Tuesday, and she'd be like, it's lovely here today. It's 68 degrees. And, like, and just beautiful oh, cursive. Really kind. Whatever. Yeah. She's cool, super fun, crazy, had a beautiful life. Yeah. And she's, you know, at her funeral, I remember hearing her eulogy, and, like, the eulogy was taken from the last memoir she kind of wrote and it was about how beautiful the journey has been like Mm. how wonderful it's been and just like thank you for letting her like enjoy the ride essentially I don't I'm totally butchering it yeah but that's beautiful though I'm just I think about her and like the crazy big life that she led and I'm like Mm. why does everybody feel like we need to have someone else like Mm. why can't you be enough for yourself it's so hard yeah it's it yeah, I mean, I go through waves of, like, kind of where you've been for the past three years where I'm like, you know, I don't want a man, I don't need a man, like, da da da, da. And then I go through phases where I'm like, yeah, I don't really need one, but I want one. It is a want. You know, it's definitely a want, and I think it's understanding that it is a want and it's not a need. That yeah. one girl in our poetry class, I will never forget that poem where she said, I want men like I want food when I'm not hungry. And I was like, holy shit. shit. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That was fucking I was like, that's like, is that the whole thing? Because that could be the whole thing. Yeah, just literally leave that. Yeah, just walk off. I was like, yeah, it's, I love men. I think I connect with a lot of men in a really beautiful way, in a friendship way. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. I get to the point where I'm like, if I love a guy, I just don't want to mess it up. Because it just, it gets mucked up some way, somehow. Like, yeah. I'm just, I'm not great at relationships yet. And like, I I guess I have to do them to figure out how to be good at them. And I'm just not in the, I just feel like I ran a marathon with the first one. And And you're like, I just need to catch up with myself. I'm a lazy ass. Yeah. Yeah, Like I need to like train for the next one maybe. Because I feel like I ran the first one without any sort of training. 
same. Yeah, we, I, we definitely had a very similar experience, I feel like. And yeah. I mean, not, not that it was exactly the same at all, but it, it definitely, it was like, that. it's that great love, you know, mm. and and it's so painful and it stays with you forever. I was also talking to someone else the other night and just talking about how like, yeah, I don't think, you never lose that love for that person. It changes and it becomes more like, I... I really hope that they find happiness in their life, but you never lose them completely, which is like kind of a terrifying thought. Like, cause I talked to my mom recently about stuff and I was kind of like relaying this feeling to her and she's like, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously I'm married to your dad and like, I'm so happy that happened and like, it's a to, but it's a totally different type of love. And I still like, still have love for that person from like when she was in high school or her mm-hmm. first great love. And I'm like, okay, good to know it never it never goes away completely. That's horrifying. <laughs> I know. But it, it's also like, I don't know, it's beautiful too. It is time. beautiful. It is. I think the, the farther I get away from that, mm-hmm. the more I realize what how real it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I never tried to take myself too seriously. And I feel like especially when I was a teenager, I was very aware of the the trope that I was a teenager Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm not trying to be like that girl that falls in love and like, is like crazy head over heels. I'm like, then I freaking did. I know. We all do. We we all do. do. And it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. When it happens, it's cool. But like, that's cool. Yeah. But you know, now I'm like, I I still, even in the moment I didn't take it seriously. And Mm. now I'm like, Oh my God, that was my first love. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, Oh shoot. Like I'm dealing with the after effects of like, Oh my, it was real. Because I, I think in the time I was like, oh, you know, like, ah, I'm like, fine. It didn't yeah, really, you know, uh-huh. it's cool. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, wow, that was, that was rare. Yeah. It's I know. freaking rare. It's... I feel that way about soul- my, my soulmates and my friends though, you know, like I just feel the older I get, the more rare it is to meet people that you truly connect with. Yeah. And yeah. like, oh, that's what I'm 100%. saying. I'm grateful that you, you know, stalked me outside of poetry <laughs> class because we I do connect with you and I yeah. think you are a rare person and like it's just yeah same to you that's why that's why I did that and yeah. yeah that's yeah I think that's also something I learned this year is like friendships like you know people always tell you that like your friends are so important and like those are the people that you know like when the relationship stuff is bad like those are your people and I always knew that internally but until you like go through that breakup or you do feel like so alone like you don't realize how important like those key people are or even the people who just like maybe you don't see you definitely don't see each other every day especially in LA um <laughs> but like to just know that they are there and they understand like or they can be understanding even if they don't necessarily get it but it's crazy i am thinking of this roster of people in my head that i just mm-hmm. absolutely love with my whole heart mm-hmm. and they know and they've, it's funny, I'm thinking about all of them and, you know, we've gone through phases of not talking. We've gone through yeah. phases of, you know, fighting and like, I'm thinking about every single one of them. I'm like, they know, I know now that they know in their heart, even if we're not speaking now, they know I will always love them. If they mm-hmm. called me right now and they said, I need to go to the hospital, mm-hmm. I need you to help me bury a body. I'd be I'm there, you know, it's like when you have my love, you have my loyalty forever. Yeah. You have my heart forever you have my respect forever because mm-hmm. i if once i once you're in you're in i you know, know. You're, once i, I know. qualify you you're qualified yeah like you in there maybe you can't yeah. like, like i said you can't get rid of me like that's what it is oh, so. i have this one friend and, and he and i like we literally 
we will not talk for like a year because mm-hmm. we'll just get in some stupid fight over something or like it'll be I literally and we just because both of us are just nope yeah we'll talk stubborn, we'll come yeah. back like not and maybe a year is an exaggeration but sometimes it has not been in yeah. our friendship it is there have been marks of a year where we have not spoken yeah but then we come back together and we're just it's like nothing has changed yeah. nothing's no time has passed those are the people that you truly connect with it like you can't even fight that like yeah. that's just they're gonna be there yeah and I I do think it's interesting because I think that is that is definitely how I also view friendships and I think we're very similar in that way but I that is I think where I get into trouble with like romantic relationships because I want to treat them the same way and I want to like not let them go in a sense which is something I've talked about like and I think that it's probably something you've noticed like I always end up going back and forth with people and I don't yeah I'm like oh I don't want to let you go like you were you really don't want to lose that person yeah, yeah. and yeah. you don't want to lose tough. that yeah it is it's it's hard when it's close but no cigar you yeah. know because yeah. you're like that was something mm-hmm. not quite what mm-hmm. I think is it yeah but I mean I think that there is is a possibility. It's not letting it go. I think it's evolving. Yeah. There are times you need to spend apart from people that you've truly felt like deep emotions mm-hmm. for and like true vulnerable feelings for. You need to spend certain time apart from them so that you can kind of wipe the slate clean, I think. Yeah. But like, I believe from my personal experience, at least, mm-hmm. it is totally possible to come back mm-hmm. and be friends with that person. I say this with the disclaimer that I have been... No, I mean, I, I've i been the one that's kind of hurt the people, so it's me. No, I can't. No, I mean, it's not that. It's like... Uh, no, it's... You have to set boundaries for yourself and like... Yeah, I mean, I've been... The, I've done a lot of heartbreaking in my life. Yeah. I've also had a lot of heartbreaking done to me. Mm-hmm. I've found it is easier to be friends with the ones that you've ended up breaking their heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is obvious, but yeah. like, you know... and I, But I, I don't know. I like... Even people that have broken my heart, like, I... I will always want them to love me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. oh, same. Literally, yeah. I'm like, I, oh, please, like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're cool, we're cool, we're cool. Yeah. No, this this last, it's so funny, the the last um, relationship that I was just in, um, like, before I moved out here and everything, like, it ended on, like, not great terms. Mm. Be- Am I thinking he did something shitty? But also, we've talked about it. But the thing is, yeah, it did end shitty, and I came here, and then I was like, so happy and so fulfilled in everything that was happening out here but there was still this little piece of me that was like that ended on a bad note and I really like yes it was shitty what that person did but I care about them and like I yeah they will always be my friend or have that love from me so I like then I ended up reaching out and I was like hey I just want everything to be good like I just not that I'm saying what you did was okay but I'm like accepting that we can move on from that and like that we can be friends or at least if not friends just like have only good feelings left there and not not bad ones so yeah it's I've been reading this book called the pathway to surrender the pathway to surrender it's by David R. Hawkins okay I haven't read it it is fascinating actually I I was working on a movie I'm an an, an actor (laughs) (laughs) I was I'm an actor Yes, yeah, uh, are, baby. I was working on a movie in December, and one of the guys on set was like, "You, you need." He was just the most chill dude. Like I swear, we were in very extreme conditions. I was doing my own stunts. Like everyone mm-hmm. was pretty pissed at each other. Like on these it like high seventeen hour yeah. day shoots. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like we're all like blah blah blah. Yeah. And this guy 
never ever once like shifted at all this guy was just so wow, like so constant. chill so sweet so happy-go-lucky and i was Ugh. like his name was sanjay and i was like sanjay what the fuck is your secret yeah. man i was like is he microdosing? like yeah. what in the hell is he doing? <laughs> how is he maintaining and this? he was like i read this book and it just just like helped me he's like i've just kind of learned how to deal with my emotions internally and then nothing external ever leaks out mm. and i was like what and he was like well no not to say that i don't express myself but like yeah i was gonna say but he was like you know i've learned how to deal with negative emotions more so and i was like oh wow let's let's hear about that so he gave me this book and he's like i really like you think you need to read this book so i've been reading this book yeah and like i said i'm an actor so you know it's taken me a couple months to get through it because i'm reading scripts a lot and like yeah oh my god but when i get to to yeah when i I get to sit down there i swear it's always in line with exactly where i am in my life and um it was talking about Anyway, my point is, it was talking about this book was talking about when we put the word my in front of things and we put ownership on things, um, you start to see that thing as an object, no matter what. Um, take, for example, your mother or for, for you know, a, a relationship, for example. Yeah. My mom loves to be like, you know, you're my daughter. So like, you know, especially when you're growing up, like you're kind of property. You remember that? Yeah. Like, it's oh, like, where 100%. are you? Like, what are yeah. you doing? Like, yeah. That- They're... <laughs> and yes, they are responsible for our safety, but like those types of, we see that and it carries over into relationships mm-hmm. and we see that person as a, my property, as a, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Like you're an extension of me, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I've kind of started letting go of that in all aspects of my relationships everywhere. And I swear to you, it's open doors. Like, I believe that. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, do whatever, whatever serves you do it. Like I'm no longer trying to put my own beliefs on other people or not, not that I ever was, but I'm no, never, but tra- you were subconsciously doing that when you're like, I'm you're going to be in my, you're in my life. Yeah. You know? and I'm just, well, literally just going with the flow. Yeah. Like as the, the most base level I can describe it as like, I am just going with the flow. Yeah. Everybody is entitled to do whatever the hell they want. I don't need to be upset by that. If my plans fall through, if I don't get what I want, that's cool. I'm going to go to my room and play guitar by myself. Yeah. I'm going to be like, you know, or I'm going to have something to fall back on to, for myself. Yeah, yeah. Like it's about, and I think that's what's hard for a lot of people when we just develop these codependent lifestyles. It's, it starts with our mother. And I hate to say it. Cause like that is it, for the most part that we get it from our families or, you know, we get it from just, just early on relationships yeah. and developing this, like I need to be checked on. You need to be checked on. Mm-hmm. We need to be, together we need to which be updated is, which is the right thing to do when you are like a child and you're still developing you need that per- like mm-hmm. at, at this same oprah thing i will talk about oprah until the day i die um <laughs> she was talking about you know the relationship with the parent and how that changes and i thought her um comparison of um your mother or your parent whoever it is um starts as your manager and then they turn into a consultant and they are there to just like be there when you need them or when they need you and you discuss things, but ultimately they're not making that decision for you anymore. So I, I thought that was like a great, a great comparison of that. And, um, that it's very interesting point that, yeah, those tendencies start because that is the first relationship we develop is a codependent one because it needs to be at that time, but then it has to it evolve really does. and then you don't need a relationship like that again because you're not 12 yeah and that's but why can't we at the same time yes be raising our children protecting them and like Mm -hmm. you know monitoring what they do at the same time you know when they're in their room or you know like let them have they need to be spending time by themselves 
hundred percent. I think it's just as important for a kid to have a social life as it is for them to be able to just sit in their own presence Mm -hmm. and entertain themselves. Not with a phone, not with a tablet, not with literally any other freaking device, whatever we've got now, uh you know, like, yeah, I'm just like a kid needs to be able to figure out. That's like the part of the creativity that is dying. It's like, we need to figure out what to do with ourselves when we're alone and like not be leaning on other people. I notice it even still in myself, and I'm actively working on this. Like, the first second I'm alone, I'm like, who can I text? I know. What can I, I do? Yep. Who can I be with? What's going on? What am I missing out on? We both live in Los Angeles. We have FOMO yeah. for real. We wouldn't live here oh, if we yeah. didn't have FOMO. Yep. yep. Like, <laughs> we wouldn't put up with the traffic if we did not have FOMO. It's true. It's everyone here wants to be doing something, and that's fun for the most part. Yeah. And we're both, like, extroverted people that have, I mean, like, no one is just 100% extrovert or 100% introvert you have to be getting energy from both like but there's one that you go to that's your like initial I need energy here's where I go and mine is from other people but I've heard it also heavily plays in whether you're an internal or external processor as well and I know that makes a lot of sense 100% I'm an external processor yeah you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't have a podcast (laughs) I had to I had to be able to talk to myself out loud I have to like make something that made that okay oh god I know people are always like oh like where do you go to therapy? And I'm like, I literally just like overshare to all my friends. And I think that might be, that's so not healthy. I'm not saying let's do that. That's I just, I don't have the money for therapy. Right yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's good to like stay, I don't know. Yeah. It's good to stay aware of that and like be like, okay, this is something I do, you know, and then you can change it moving forward or you yeah. can like, you know, shift it a well, little bit. I think that's why I've shifted into the mm-hmm. like internally, processing things on my own and like just kind of being cool with that's where songwriting you know I'm I'm not trying to be a musician I'm making a little bit of music with people for fun because I can carry a tune yeah but like you should it's so fun yeah it is it's great fun but um what is the most fun for me is not being in the studio it's just like being in my room laying in bed Mm -hmm. playing guitar and like getting to sing my freaking thoughts out loud no matter how stupid they are how Taylor Swift they sound like not the Taylor Swift is stupid. I know. We love. But like, you know, I literally was like singing yesterday and I was like, I think I compared a guy to a croissant or something. I was like, is that soccer mommy? Or is that I know. It's Taylor like, what Swift? is that line of like? Who? Yeah. I was like, but it doesn't matter because it's just yeah. like, He's a fucking croissant. <laughs> Flaky but like, butt. yeah, it doesn't matter. Exactly. It's just like, that's my thoughts. I'm processing them. Like, and like, I can deal with that on my own. If I room by myself, no one needs to know except yeah. for everyone else. I, yeah. Now that. But- <laughs> I mean, yeah, and they're gonna appreciate the croissant thought. Um, I think we've. All, I think we've, we've all, all compared felt. a boy to a croissant before, whether we like to admit it or not. So anyone that it's hears true. this and would deny that is just fake. Yeah, leave now. Yeah. <laughs> just um, um. Yeah. No, that's so funny, and I think that's what poetry was uh, like, and still is somewhat. Still is. I mean, I haven't. I have not done nearly enough writing like I want to for myself, which is something I'm like trying to get back into but that was just such a nice way to and it didn't have to have structure it could be whatever whatever I wanted it to be and there's something so beautiful about that yeah man I love poetry where at the end of it I can just be like literally end a whole beautiful poem about the sunset from my roof and like and I can end it with what the fuck do I do you know like I don't know what the I gotta make up my fucking mind or something like that because it's just I didn't know how else to end the poem, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna. I don't know what else to say here. I'm gonna say I don't know what the fuck to yeah. say. Like, and that's just real, and that's like what you felt in the moment, and like 
It's yeah. real. It is real. I think we're getting so much closer as a society. We're evolving where we're like finally realizing we're not craving fake anymore. We mm-hmm. want authenticity. I don't know why we're still putting... I'm sorry. I'm sick of the eyelash extensions. I'm sick of the... I had them. I yeah. did. I, I was like also having issues with my own <laughs> body image and yeah. like, you know, and I still do. I still struggle with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Obviously, I'm a woman. It's yeah, ingrained it's just, in us. Yeah. But, Even when you are fully happy with it, you're still like, oh, but what if I did that? Like, mm. No, and that's yeah. not even just being a woman. It's human too. Yeah. It's just like, what's what can I see that's different about me than from others? And that's like a survival technique mm-hmm. at our core. But I mean, I'm talking, like, why do we have to glue shit to our face? Like, <laughs> why do we have to do fake teeth and, like, insert stuff yeah. in our... I'm like, yeah. don't get me wrong. If you want to get a nose job, get a fucking nose job. Yeah. I don't care about a nose job. I'm just saying, like, if you've got a... If someone compliments you on something and you have to tell them that it's fake... Yeah. That's why I was like, everyone always be like, oh, I like your eyelashes. And I'd be like, yeah, thanks. They're not real. They're not mine. <laughs> and, like, they'd be like, oh... And that was fucking it. Like, it wasn't like I was getting it. And then I would be reminded, oh, wow, like what I'm, what I have is fake. I, and I, this is dramatic of me, but I felt like it was like a, some sort of baseball player getting accolades when they know very damn well that they're on steroids. Yeah. Kind of something like, like that. Yeah. No, I get it. You're, yeah, you are receiving We're, a compliment that is not yours to yeah. really <laughs> It's just so backwards to me. I'm like, we... Yes, no, we aren't all born with hitting the genetic lottery, you know, like, we don't, we aren't all born perfect, and, like, there are always things we're going to want to change about ourselves, but, like, I'm so here for celebrating the things that do make us different, because... so important. I'm sick of looking at the same types of people. Mm -hmm. I don't care, like, every girl that does their makeup the same looks the same. I'm, like, I'm just, I'm over the the pencil-on brows with the same lips that I just... I want to see what you look like under there. <laughs> Let me see you. I'm in the filters and like, I mean, yeah, yeah. we were going off about that earlier. Yeah. Like, I just want to see real for once. Like, yeah. and I'm all about manipulating truth. Yeah. I love like, but it's my own fi- filter on things. Yeah. It's like you're, yeah. I mean, I think like it's so easy to go down this rabbit hole of like, what is real? What is fake? Like at the end of the day, it should be your authentic story that you're telling. And like that, I mean, for me, that's what social media is uh, personally. But once again, that is my, my authentic story. So that's how I use it. And someone else is going to use it completely differently. You know, so it's, the thing is, there's not one answer and there's not one thing. It's just, no, everybody figuring it out on their own. And I'm cool with it. I, I mean, I'm not cool with it, obviously. Yeah. yeah, no. I want us all to get to a place where we can start focusing on the internal things that make us feel so empty. Mm-hmm. Because why, why do we need to change ourselves? Mm. What, like, what point did I start thinking? I remember like, growing up and being like, no, I would never get a boob job. Yeah. Never get a boob job. Mm-hmm. Never get a boob job. And then I got you know a couple comments about me having a flat chest, and I was like, Maybe. I mean, a boob job, like, you know, would, would be... I was I, I remember hearing people, like, talk about boob jobs. He was like, yeah, they make my shirt fit better or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, Daniel Tosh making fun of people for doing that. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, like, maybe they would make my shirt fit better. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was a process, like, over time where I'd slowly accumulated all of these, like, signs that people, like, were like, hey, you have small boobs. You should fix that. Yeah. This is, this is a reach. I, this is a book that I read, mm-hmm. and it's... And you know, not unfortunately, but I went to Christian high school. Yeah. And it yep. was a book that actually the this the chaplain at the time was like, 
hey guys, like, I don't want to lose you here, but here's a kid's book. And I don't want to lose the people here on this, but like, <laughs> it was this children's book about these little puppets. Yeah. And they're these wooden puppets. And basically, like, every single puppet has a set of black dots and a set of uh, stars, stickers, that mm-hmm. they can assign to other people. So you literally, when someone has a talent or, like, is attractive or is nice to you or buys you something, you yeah. give them a star. And when someone is ugly or not cool or does something stupid or, you know, and yeah. you got to let them know, you give them a black dot. It's essentially social media 2020. Yeah. Yep. And this is, I think they wrote this book in, like, the early 2000s. It's an old book. Yeah. But, like, basically there's this loser puppet named Opie or something. <laughs> And he's like, oh he's so like, they show him and he's just like, doesn't even look like any of the other ones. Like he's yeah. just so, so misshapen, different. so yeah. beat, like he's so ugly. It's yeah. sad. But like, he's just like, and he's got a little like happy, like trying to smile face. And like, I love him. Does. You know, yeah. he's perfect. He's endearing. He does not hit with the people of the town of the puppets. Like they Shot do not him. love him. Yeah. They learn, they're like, Who, what do we do with this guy? Like he's nuts. Yeah. Uh, so that he's obviously covered in black dots. And he's just sick of being a loser. He's like, what do I do about this? Like, and they're like, you should go see the puppet maker. Like, tell him to fix you because he made you bad. And he's like, yeah. And he's like all fired up. And he goes to the puppet maker and he's like, will you fix me? And the guy's like, what? You were like, he's like Geppetto or whatever. And he's like, he's like, what? Like, I made you exactly. You're perfect. It's like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. He's like. I, literally one of my arms is shorter than the other one <laughs> what are you talking about you what was perfect? the usefulness of this yeah like excuse you and he's like no 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 no. like you don't understand i don't see what they're seeing like i don't look at that like they do like yeah you're perfect and like if you hang out with me you'll figure that out and he's like whatever so he like keeps coming back every day and like slowly but surely his little stickers start to fall off mm-hmm. all of them mm-hmm. and he goes into town and he's just complete wood now and they're all like what and they're like mesmerized by it so they all start trying to stick them with stars mm-hmm. stars don't stick yeah so they tried sticking them with the dots the dots don't stick and they're like what's your freaking secret and yeah. he's like i l- realized i didn't want any of them to stick yeah and i was like that's yeah that's the key man you gotta just like yeah you gotta know in your heart like it does not matter yeah. all these outside things are just bouncing on and off of you and like the rubber to glue yeah. saying it's all the same. Yeah. I think we all look toward social media for validation constantly and it's just a hundred percent. It's just gotta stop, man. We yeah. gotta start like putting our phones down and talking about who we are as people and like what yeah. we want to do and what we dream about and what we think about and like, and that's so fun. And like, it's, yeah, I, I've missed that for the, like, you know, and I think ultimately like, people will realize that they missed that and and that's my hope and that like conversations like this where we are just like talking about things and we don't have all the answers and we're just like sussing it out and seeing how we feel about things like there's something so beautiful about that and like we're getting there yeah I think it's it's a slow it's gonna be a slow turn but all I gotta say is the only real true testament I have to anything is my own life experience. Like, I can quote this book and, you know, we can tell these stories all day. Mm-hmm. My own life experience is something that I, like, 100% have been through and understand and believe, mm-hmm. obviously. People care more about the fact that I am a hillbilly from Kentucky than they do about the amount of people that follow me on Instagram, than what I look like, than whatever. They think that shit is so cool 
and so random that they're like, what? Like, people love quirks. They love that shit about you. Like, they want to know, like, that you worked at a vintage store in college. They want to know that, like, you write poetry in your free time. And that, yeah. you know, that's the stuff that makes us different and unique and beautiful. And, like, I'm obsessed with someone that's like, I shoot bow and arrow. I'm like, what? Like, that's like, 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 where do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Who even was, like, gr- growing up was like, I'm going to shoot bow and arrow. Or it was like, I'm going to be an astronaut. And, like, actually yeah. stuck with it. Like, yeah. Those are the people that I want to talk to, you know? I'm like, come on, bring those, like, bring it out, whatever weird shit you got. Like, I want people to start being 100% who they are to everybody. Like, why not? Life's too short. Show everyone who you are. Don't be afraid. I couldn't agree with you more. Crazy shit could happen. And I feel like, I feel like that's the best sentiment we can end this on. It's just be 100% yourself to 100% of the people, maybe. We wouldn't, if it works. literally, we wouldn't be friends if you <laughs> oh. hadn't, if you hadn't been yourself. hundred uh, percent. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this has been a great episode and, um, I look forward to more like this. Bye. Yeah, girl. They Bye. Bye. And that's all folks. <laughs> Ta-ta now.